And we are back because we are now officially in the month of June, which means official visit season is here and commitments are about to follow. I love it, though, because we're out of May. We're out of this. It's not technically a quiet period, but it's pretty much quiet period. Not a lot going on in May. But before we dive into it, guys, because I've got some notes for you. Go ahead, hit that like and hit the subscribe button. Jump in the comments below. Let me know what y'all's thoughts are. Where do you think the Oklahoma Sooners class lands up in the class of 2024? We've asked this question many times. You guys have answered. But with some of the recent events and things that we have found out, I want to hear an updated answer from you guys. Where do you think this class lands? So I think the first and probably the most important part to start out is going to be the defensive line today. And I think we got to start with a specific player that a lot of you guys are really excited about. And that's going to be the four-star edge rusher, defensive end, whatever you want to call him, Danny Okoye. So Danny Okoye uh, took an unofficial visit to the University of Oklahoma and it got Oklahoma fans really excited because this was a recruitment where if you talk to me, you talk to anybody else, we don't really believe that Daniel Okoye was going to be a Sooner. And ultimately, what ended up happening was after he did some research, which you guys can go listen to the full interview on The Ref. I'm uh, sure they have it somewhere on their app or on YouTube, or you can just hit Travis Davidson up on Twitter, and I'm sure he can uh, direct you to that interview. But the uh, the Ref did an interview with Daniel Okoye and you know, one of the things Danny talked about was how he did research and he realized that the six and seven season Oklahoma had was not what this staff normally is able to put out onto the field. There was a lot of things that the staff has to go in there and correct, stripping it down to the studs. And I think Danny Okoye started to realize that kind of wanted to give Oklahoma another look. So got in contact with uh, Chavis got an opportunity to go out there and take an unofficial visit, uh, have an opportunity and time with the staff. And here's why this is important. Because Danny Okoye, as an in-state kid, currently the number 149th ranked player in the country at 6'4", 241 pounds. This is a kid that if you're Oklahoma, you definitely want to be in the running for. Yeah, does his family love Oklahoma State? Okay. But that doesn't mean if you're Oklahoma that you can't go in here and try to push yourself to have a chance to land an in-state kid, not just any in-state kid, a top five player in your state and a player that the likes of everybody wants, Oklahoma or Alabama, Texas, Georgia, Miami, Michigan. I mean, Ohio State, the godfather, Larry Johnson. And so... Message Daniel Quay, told him, hey, going to make a video. You know, what's going on with your recruitment? Anything new? Anything notable to talk about? Well, he's got visits to Texas, LSU, and Tennessee coming up. Now, they could happen this month. It looks like 247 has him slated for June 16th. Here's the deal. I expect an OV to OU to potentially happen during the season, during the regular season. And I think he even talked about that in the interview uh, on the ref with Travis Davidson, and I believe it was Tyler. Uh, I believe his last name is McComas on there. 
But I expect that OV to happen with OU in, 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 during the middle of the season. And I don't expect Danny Okoye to commit probably to the season because you're hearing a lot of things right now around Danny Okoye in Oklahoma being in his top five. Well, if that's the case, and he's really giving Oklahoma that hard of a look, well, then it would make sense that he would probably want to see what that product for Oklahoma is going to look like on the field. And as a fan, the first five games for Oklahoma, we might look at and go, oh, this defense is really good. From a player perspective, from a coaching perspective, they could look at what they're doing on the field and go, well, we're not really seeing a whole lot of progress there. Or maybe they see something and they go, whoa, Oklahoma defense. Love what we're seeing out there. But as a fan perspective, you might go, wait, hold on. I'm not really liking what I'm seeing. What's going on? But from a player's perspective, they might see something different. So I expect Danny to probably make a decision into the season. I don't know how long into the season, but I would expect that to happen sometime during there. Now, Nigel Smith, uh, an interior defensive lineman that Oklahoma is looking at, and one that, guys, we have talked about for so long. Nigel Smith, the four-star defensive lineman out of Melissa, Texas. Uh, the 6'5", 260-pound defensive lineman, uh, top 75 player in the 247 composite rankings. I believe 247 has him at 115. He does have a crystal ball prediction to end up at OU. I believe he has future casts and things like that, but I'm going to tell you where I realistically feel like this lands. I believe this is an Ohio State-Oklahoma battle right now, and I believe it's probably a 50-50 battle, and here's why I say that. Larry Johnson's just that guy when it comes to recruiting defensive linemen. He's just that dude. Now, he's not going to go land a Texas A&M style class, but Larry Johnson is really good at finding talent and being able to develop that talent and putting together a pretty good defensive line for Ohio State. But Todd Bates and Miguel Chavis, I feel like they have an edge here. You've gotten visits Numerous visits from Nigel Smith to Oklahoma. And if you're Oklahoma, you would feel like you have the lead, right? I mean, you would feel like it. But so far with this recruitment, there's nothing new here. It's been a pretty quiet recruitment. And I think that kind of speaks for where the recruitment's at. We're not going to probably see a commitment till late August, early September, when they're able to have their senior night and he's able to commit at that new stadium that Melissa, Texas is building, which I will be there for that game, and we will hopefully get an interview with Nigel Smith, another one, um, after his commitment, regardless of where he goes. But I believe that, well, I don't believe. We should be seeing an announcement for his OV dates uh, and get more of an idea of what that top five looks like this month. right? I believe we should be seeing that. Now, take that for what it's worth. We've had Nigel Smith on the show, so you can kind of understand where I'm going with that. But as I said earlier, I believe this is going to be an Ohio State and Oklahoma battle. I know Penn State's been in here. Texas A&M is driving for him with Elijah Robinson. But ultimately, I think Oklahoma is going to be able to close, but Ohio State's definitely going to cause us problems. Now, looking at some other defensive linemen, you had the defensive lineman that is in the transfer portal from Tennessee, DeJon Terry. I really like him. I think he would be a good backup to Isaiah Coe for the nose tackle position. But uh, as we talked about with Jay over at Unfair Sports on Sunday, 
It seems like there is a reason why he entered the transfer portal, potentially maybe to get closer to home, to be with family members in the state of Mississippi. So that's something that, guys, we're going to have to just kind of understand. There might not be an opportunity for Oklahoma to go out there and land DeJon Terry. Just the cards might not line up. But the fact that you can get a guy like that on campus for a visit just shows that Oklahoma is making strides in this recruitment because that's not something that I think we would have seen with Lincoln Riley here. So, yeah, sometimes we don't close on as many guys as you guys want. But I just want you guys to look at it and understand and go, okay, we're at least getting them on campus. So we've closed that step. The next step is to start getting them for OVs and closing on those guys, especially when you're on the recruiting trail. Right. And I say this because got Edric Houston on campus this year. Probably not going to land him. Odds are very slim. Probably won't even get an OV. But you got him on campus. It's a guy that you probably wouldn't have gotten on campus with the last regime. So it's a start. Right. We're making progress. That's what you want to see on the recruiting trail. That's what you want to see. Todd Bates is getting guys on campus. Eventually, the closing is going to happen. Just give it time. Now, as far as defensive line goes, not really worried about it. You've got David Stone coming on campus for the ninth, which you're going to have Marcellius Williams at the cornerback position, top 100 player. Jason Zandamella, the number one center in the country, uh, number 129th ranked player, but uh, offensive lineman that's wanted by like 32-plus teams. You have Weston Davis, the offensive tackle from Beaumont, Texas. Marquise Easley, the 6'7", 300-pound offensive tackle as well. And then you've got a wide receiver that has been announced by OU Insider. I'm not going to give that information away. That's their information. Uh, it's on their boards. So go ahead. Go give them a little subscription. Go find out who that wide receiver is. And then once we get closer to time, it's publicly out there, then we'll talk about it. But just note that there's a... Pretty good wide receiver out there that you guys want to be paying attention to, but you got to jump over to OU Insider, which is at Rivals. Uh, check out that information. But uh, OU is also going to have the five-star defensive lineman Williams Winery on campus, which is big because now you're going to get to spend a little bit more quality time with Williams Winery. So you're going to get to uh, be more intentional there, potentially, potentially get back to leading in that recruitment. Don't think Oklahoma leads there. I think everybody's pretty much at a level playing field, which it's going to be between A&M, Oklahoma, and Tennessee right now in that recruitment. That's just my thoughts, my opinions. Grant Bricks, you're getting him on campus. The talented 6'6", 277-pound offensive lineman. Love the kid. You're hearing probably Nebraska, Notre Dame, Oklahoma battle. Uh, again, OU Insider guys, they dropped that on their podcast the other day. Guys, great information. Love those guys. Best probably OU Insiders on the market, so you definitely want to be over there paying attention to what they're doing. Uh, Weston Davis, the 6'5", 265-pound offensive tackle. We talked about him earlier in the cycle and how much I really liked him. I would like to see Oklahoma win this one. The fact that they're getting an official visit there, Hey, makes me feel good, but you still got to go out there and beat AM and LSU. Both of those are going to be hard wins, but if Oklahoma can win over those two schools, you got to be feeling good about this uh, offensive line class. Additionally, you're going to have the 5'11", 168-pound cornerback and Tennessee commit 
Kayla Beasley out of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, if Oklahoma could flip this one from Tennessee, I like it. I like it. And then you're going to have Eddie Pierre-Lewis, the 6'3", 335-pound. Um, I think he's listed as an offensive lineman, but he can play either offensive or defensive line. The kid's absolutely just a freak of nature. If you guys have seen the video of him running track, yeah, you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll know what I'm talking about. Eddie Pierre-Lewis coming on campus for the University of Oklahoma. That is big time. You're going to have the edge rusher, Caleb Bread, as well from St. Louis, Missouri. Guys, I like where Oklahoma is currently sitting with the June 9th official visitors, especially with you having David Stone on campus for an unofficial visit that week. And then you're getting him for his official the following week. Read between the lines, guys. I think Oklahoma's in a really good spot for David Stone, and hopefully we can see that recruitment wrap up here pretty soon. I would be shocked if we see it wrap up before and maybe an official visit to Florida or Miami or Texas A&M or a place like that. But read between the lines. Look at how often he's visiting Oklahoma. He's wanting to be here with some of these other big-time visitors. Take it for what it's worth. I think David Stone's going to be a Sooner. This defensive line class for Oklahoma is going to start coming together. But listen, y'all just really got to hold on there. So diving into the offensive line here, we got a chance to talk to Casey Poe and – Again, I still like Oklahoma here. Like I've told you in the past, I like Oklahoma. But he did take an official visit to Georgia this past week and told me this. Georgia was awesome. They set the bar very high for OVs, and it will be hard to beat. Uh, he says he got a chance to meet Kirby Smart. He says he was an amazing coach with a really solid background. Right, Coming out of that Nick Saban tree, that's kind of what you would expect from Kirby Smart. Uh, has his morals and his ideas going in the right direction, especially for someone with as high of a platform as he has. The question that I had asked Casey Poe here was, hey, did you get an opportunity to meet Kirby Smart? What was the feel around that program? What was the feel around the program that has won two national championships, has the number one recruiting class, and has the number one QB in the cycle? And so continuing on, he said, everyone was buzzing and excited to claim a third natty, a third one. So the expectations for Georgia in that locker room is three straight natties. He says, and he did get a chance to meet Dylan on the trip. Really amazing kid and a great pickup for Georgia. He'll do great things for them. So, yes, Georgia probably has made some ground up here in this recruitment for the offensive line, Casey Poe, 6'5", 280-pound kid out of Lindell, Texas, where you really thought this was going to be an Oklahoma-Alabama battle, but I think this has shifted to a Oklahoma-Alabama and Georgia battle. Now, I still like Oklahoma as the leader, but I don't know if I would put Georgia at second or Alabama at second. So, listen, you guys know we've had Casey Poe on the show here now twice. A good friend of the show. And... Wherever he goes, we will continue to follow him. But I will say this. This is going to be a recruitment where Oklahoma is really going to have to roll out the red carpet for Casey Poe. And here's the reason why. Georgia does have the number one quarterback in this cycle. And you can't tell me that Dylan Riola is not going to go out there and recruit hard 
on the offensive line because, well, he's going to need guys to protect him. He's going to need guys to keep him healthy so that he can distribute that ball out to these talented wide receivers that Georgia's going to land. But Casey Poe has an upcoming visit to Clemson on the weekend of June 2nd, which is this weekend. And looking on the outside in, Garrett Riley runs a very similar offense to what Lincoln Riley does. And for a guy like Casey Poe, I feel like that would be intriguing about playing for Garrett Riley and for that high-powered offense and Cade Klubnick. So right now, I don't think there's any smoke behind the Clemson, but I think it's something that we're going to have to watch. Can Clemson make up enough ground to get into the top three, or at least what I think the top three is for Casey Poe? But at the end of the day, I still think Bill Biedenboe can pull this one out. And if Oklahoma loses Casey Poe, like let's play this scenario here. If Oklahoma loses Casey Poe, you still have an opportunity to land other talented offensive linemen. He's not the only guy, right? We have offensive tackle galore. You have Grant Bricks. Maybe at that point, Grant Bricks becomes more of a priority if Grant Bricks is not committed somewhere. Maybe he becomes more of a priority at that point. But you've got guys like Liam Andrews. You guys might have forgot about him. Top 100 player out of Brookline, Massachusetts. You've got Eddie Pierre-Lewis. Maybe Oklahoma ends up winning that recruitment, which, hey, if you land that four-star offensive lineman and you lose that on Casey Poe, might not be as, as big of a loss as you think. So right now, I still like Oklahoma for Casey Poe. I want him to be a Sooner. However, it's not the end of the world. You guys don't need to act like it's the end of the world. So uh, trending maybe a little bit more in Georgia's direction, but OU kind of still the leader. Just keep that in mind. Trending maybe in Georgia's direction. I still think Oklahoma's the leader. That's not saying it's trending away from Oklahoma. Oklahoma's still, I think, at the top of the mountain there. So, kind of looking at what else the Sooners could do with some of these June 9th official visits going into the Champ U Barbecue. Because the Champ U Barbecue is the big weekend for Oklahoma. That is the weekend where they expect to make ground with a lot of these five stars. Where they expect to make ground, potentially get some commitments in there. Hey, Oklahoma Sooner fans, you guys are ready. I'm ready to see some commitments. Realistically, who could we see commit in July? That's kind of where, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Hey, that's what people are looking for. And quite frankly, I think maybe you get a Taylor Tatum commitment. The 5'10.5 running back out of Longview, Texas. This is a guy that, not a five star right now, could be a four star. Uh, You've heard from other people, from other sites, from other insiders that it's leaning Oklahoma's direction, that you're hearing from other schools that they think it's going Oklahoma's direction. So it's sounding good for Oklahoma, especially with Michigan getting other running backs on campus for official visits the week before Taylor Tatum or a couple weeks before Taylor Tatum. So that plays a little bit, I think, in Oklahoma's favor as well. We'll have to see if the Sooners can close on that running back because – Right now, I think by some recruiting sites, he's the number one running back at the position. And like I said, by the end of the cycle, he should be a five-star if he goes out there and has another good season. So 
Outside of that, I think the Oklahoma Sooners could probably land Jason Zandamella, too. The number one center in the country, uh, the 6'3", 286-pound offensive lineman, number four in his position. Yeah. Right now, that's an Oklahoma-Florida State battle, but you would feel like it leans a little bit more Oklahoma. I think maybe by the end of July, you could see maybe a Grant Bricks committed to Oklahoma, right? I think you're starting to see kind of where I'm tracking here. Offensive line, you're probably going to start closing on some of these running backs. I think once you get Taylor Tatum, Caden Durham's pretty close as well because there's only going to be one spot left for a guy not named Xavier Robinson. So I think you have to potentially go out there and get your spot locked up early. And I think these recruits, Stacey Gage, Caden Durham, will realize that, and there'll be a little bit more of a priority to get this thing locked down. And if they're not really interested, they won't get it locked down. But you look at this June 16th official visit list, I don't think you see any five stars maybe outside of David Stone commit. I think Dominic McKinley will take his time. Sammy Brown, obviously, he's going to take all of his visits. Terry Bussy, or I've heard some people say Bussy. I've been saying Busey. We're going to say Bussy because I've heard more people say it that way. Uh, you've heard a lot of people say it's probably going to be a Texas or a Texas A&M win. But it's just, again, Oklahoma getting in in another recruitment. Joseph Jonah Ajonye probably going to be an August commitment. Uh, could be potentially a little earlier. Let's see what happens after the champion barbecue. Let's see if Oklahoma can close on Joseph Ajone and get him to close it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. You got Bennett Warren coming on campus. I think that is trending in Oklahoma's direction. In fact, I think Oklahoma might be the leader there. He just did take an official visit to Texas A&M. So something you're going to have to watch for, if Bill Biedenboe, Again, can roll out the red carpet. Another offensive lineman that you could get closed on. You got Zena Yumi Oazulu. So let's just say he comes to the champion barbecue. He knows where Michael Hawkins sits. Let's say Devon Mitchell is telling him in his ear, hey, I'm going to be a Sooner. I'm going to be a Sooner. Maybe Zena Yumi Oazulu could lock down his recruitment a little early. Uh, you could also be looking at guys like Wyatt Gilmore. You could be looking at guys maybe like Akeda Massey, Xavier Robinson, uh, Easton Baker, who, well, if you listen to OU Insider, you listen to the ref from uh, 12 to 3, you know that Parker Thune is really high on Easton Baker, the six foot 190-pound kid out of Thule, Utah. So something to keep your eye on. But that's kind of what I think is going to be trending with Oklahoma. So right now, the 2024 recruiting class, hey, you know what? Oklahoma, they're making strides. They're doing their thing. It's something that I think we all need to be paying attention to. Guys, I think Oklahoma still lands with a top five class. I think they potentially could scratch top three. If they go out there and land some of these five stars, and I'm talking David Stone, Dominic McKinley, Williams Winery, Sammy Brown. By the way, a guy we didn't even talk about for the June 9th official visits, Kobe Black. We could be talking about Oklahoma vying for a top-class spot if they can land enough five-stars. Probably unlikely at this point in time for where Oklahoma is at in terms of a rebuild, but I am not going to count this staff out of anything until I see pin on paper because just like what we saw with Peyton Bowen last year, anything is possible. And I'm not trying to give you guys too much hope there because I think Kobe Black probably trends a different direction. I think Sammy Brown goes to Clemson. Dominic McKinley, I like Oklahoma, but you do have to watch Alabama and LSU. 
probably more Alabama right now than LSU, just because it seems like that's maybe where it's trending. But we'll have to follow that one a little bit more. Williams Winery, David Stone, Bryant Wesco. I think those are probably going to be your five stars in this class. So, guys, go ahead, jump down in the comments below. Let me know what y'all's thoughts are. Where do you guys think this class ends up? And if you are listening to this on Apple, Google, or Spotify, go ahead, give me five stars. Leave it a review. Help the PG show grow. Share it with somebody. Let's get the word out there before the football season starts.